Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by <laughs> the great Chris oh, wow. Schaefer. Chris, yeah. how's it going today? Hey dude, doing great. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, Good surf out there today, dude. Yeah, cowabunga. <laughs> Are we going to keep Chris, how's it going? Uh, okay, we're going to keep Oh that. yeah. All right, Let's yeah, keep that's, it all. that's really Let's it. Keep that's it really all. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> dude, what's up? How's it going? Can you imagine? Like Insta delete if that's what my my podcast sounded like, you know, like we're just a couple of cool AdWords guys just gonna talk about PPC. Join us on our life discovery. I feel like if we, you know, talk like that, yeah. we'd probably yeah. use these are big words yeah. and probably actually say nothing. No. <laughs> Oh, uh, and that's that's right. We're going to use small words and say a lot. So stick around because it, it, <laughs> yeah, that's a good description <laughs> of our show. Poor vocabulary, but rich in content. it's rich in content. That's and right. Information. <laughs> yeah. So Chris, um, how's it going today? I heard it's hot down in Texas. It's but hot. You like it hot? So. Yeah, yeah. I no longer like the winter uh, after almost dying. Um, summer is great. Uh, it, it's it was going good until. Um, I lost a member of my family last week. Uh, it was it was sad. Very productive member. Uh, one of our chickens got eaten by a coyote. I uh, just found a pile of feathers, wow. and uh, so that sucked. It was my fault too. I didn't I didn't lock the uh, the uh, chicken tractor up at night. And how many how many how many chickens did you have? Um, I had seven. Now we have six. So is this just the laziest coyote ever, or did he? <laughs> he just—that's all he, he get could. full and walked off. Well, it's a wow. sm- it's a small little entrance into their little thing, and that's you know, it's either that or a fox. I don't know if it was coyote or mm. fox, but um, yeah. Ever since then, like I, I've been closing it up at night, and I went out there just before we started recording, and there's coyote poop all around the cage. Like they're just like waiting <sighs> for me to mess up again. <laughs> uh, Scary. So yeah, they're hungry. Hey, how 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 often in a day or a week do you think about the winter of mm. 2021, the winter storm? How often do you think about it honestly? Um, every time I start to get hot and I want to complain, that's when I think about it and I'm like, nope. Feels great. Every time I feel the warm sun on my skin and I think, I remember whenever I was begging for sun. I love it. So multiple times a week. I, I cannot remember a day where I didn't think about it. Oh, every day. I don't know about that, but yeah, yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> I'm very messed up from it. Yeah, it was. And yeah. I've thought about moving, and I, I'm scared. Yeah, and yeah. I hate it, and it really did. Uh, I've got a little PT or a lot of PTSD from this experience, Chris. I have I have a lot of respect for our northern friends. You know, whether in the northern U.S. or up in Canada or further. You know, it's like. I don't know how you guys do it. I we we did it for like seven days, and I'm done. I think the difference is they're they have to be prepared for it. Yeah, they have to be, yeah. and we we weren't. So yeah, that was scary. Yeah. And uh, everyone says, "Hey, that's a once in a lifetime storm, though." So I hope so. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, I hope, hope they're so. right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let me so, Chris, remind I you have guys. A, oh. We have a a storm of an episode today. Oh. That's wow. all I wanted to say. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Right. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me let me storm in real quick and remind you guys about our wonderful sponsor, Optio. They are an online software dedicated to Google Ads. Now, guys, that's important, and I emphasize that because this is not a tool 
where they're like, oh, we we help your internet marketing. And they kind of just, you know, lazily cover all the different networks. And it's just kind of a bland dashboard about, you know, all the different ways that you can advertise online. No, not at all. This is a dedicated system designed to get your PPC in top efficiency. And um, just this week, I was talking to someone um, and they told me, hey, I, I checked out Optio and it's really great. I got the eight week free trial and it's been really eye opening. So you can't beat that eight weeks for free when you go to optio.com slash PSP2. And as my friend told me, what you should do is go there, use the chat box, tell them you want this special offer exclusively from the paid search podcast and you get eight weeks for free instead of four. Great offer. Highly recommend you check it out. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash P-S-P-2. Okay, thanks, Chris. Um, We don't have any search news today. However, in the Patreon after show, we're going to be talking about some search news inspired discussion um, about exact match keywords and having an exact match search when you have a phrase match keyword that could be eligible as, as well as an exact match keyword that could be eligible. Some interesting information about that. Uh, but today uh, we're talking about a common scenario that happens with Google ads advertisers that we hear from mm-hmm. uh, some business owners out there uh, when they get to call on us. Uh, this is a common scenario and it's basically that their Google Ads campaign was working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was going great, but it stopped working well. And they don't know what to do at this point. So, Chris, people call us because they need help with Google Ads. Is this a common scenario that you hear where they need help? Because, hey, my ads were working. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Now they're not. Do you hear that a lot? Yeah. it's. It often sounds like this. Either they're saying my phone was ringing off the hook and it stopped or they just feel a sense of loss. It feels like, you know, my, my, my margins are down or my, my, my sales guys are not as busy as they were, you know, may may not be able to say exactly what it was or how much percentage it changed or what it was exactly. It's going to be one of those two things. It depends on what kind of business they're in, but one way or the other, they're going to, they're going to feel like they're losing out on Google ads. It doesn't mean the ad stopped, it just means the results stopped and they they want it back and i think uh, i think this is a good topic that we want to approach and solve and and help people with so that's what we're going to be talking about today what you do when you find yourself in this situation and how you can in a very simple way get yourself out of this situation and get your campaigns and account back on track so i first i thought it'd be interesting to look through the kind of three possibilities that could be causing this scenario. So the first one is you just didn't know what you were doing. You turned on a campaign, you got lucky, and now your luck's over and you're kind of getting your long-term real results you're going to get. Um, That's one scenario, Chris, but also similar that I kind of put in this category is have you ever had a situation where you start running ads for a client and you get them that Google ads bump oh, yeah. that high that, you oh, know, yeah. that little let's take off and touch the moon. And they're so excited because for the first time in their business life, they got just boom, phone calls coming in, lead forms coming in because they're advertising for real, maybe for the first time or first time in a long time. So it feels like something really awesome is going on. And then 
time goes on, you get the same results, but you they kind of ask you like, hey, why are my results not as good as the first month? And to me, that's a false memory. That's that's a fake memory. Um, have you ever run into that where people are convinced that the first month or first few months were better than they are now when you don't think they are? Have you ever felt or heard that from clients? That's one of the most difficult disconnects is to hear a client say, hey, the phones have stopped ringing. And either my my metrics show that they have more clicks and more conversions than they did you know, the previous week or two weeks or month, or it's at least the same. Nothing's gone down, but it's the same. And that's one of the most ambiguous things to solve in Google Ads is lead quality or lead qualification versus what's on the screen. And um, it, it, it's, it's usually impossible to make a decision about what to do. You know, did I break something? Did the market change? A competitor come in? Or maybe, as you know, they're just not answering the phones the same way. They're they're not, uh, you know, they, they've changed something about their intake process, you know, and it has nothing to do with me, but yet Google Ads gets blamed. At Rothman PPC on Twitter every day. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you teed me up, Chris. You asked for it because this is a recent <laughs> PPC LFT, PPC uh, lesson for today gosh. scenario that I laid out, and I think you'll love this tweet. I'm so excited. When... When reported conversions fall and the cost per lead rises, the Google Ads campaign is the primary suspect, but not always a guilty party. CPA can go up due to non-Google Ads reasons. Don't ruin your campaigns with changes before you're sure what's causing higher CPA. So that kind of plays into the role of like, yeah, hey, we're getting conversions, but if you're not feeling it in your business, uh, what changed? And sometimes it's not Google Ads, but yeah. Sometimes you're just getting lucky or you're misremembering how good things were at the start. Um, Another scenario is you messed up good campaigns with your changes. And I think this happens because sometimes people hire agencies and then sometimes they fire agencies. And it's not all business owners, but some of them who just obsess over every single penny that goes Mm. out of their business Mm -hmm. because they think that's the way to grow revenue. Right. They think, oh, well, you got my Google Ads campaign in good shape. You're, What are you doing now? Mm-hmm. You're just costing me money. You're fired. Mm-hmm. And so they fire their agency. And then, ooh, they may get an email here or there from Google about some updates they should make to their campaign. They may go into their account and see a little notification that says they're missing out on some traffic. And maybe they don't know what's going on or don't have the intellect or discipline to continue running a strong campaign and not mess it up with changes. And they get a little notification. And so they start messing up their account. They see what I'm limited by budget. That's whoa. I'm going to up my budget. They start hitting apply. Oh, I don't like that. Those recommendations. Those recommendations are like, Ooh, apply, apply, apply. Oh, look what I'm doing. I'm doing good. Wait, you're telling me this agency agency set me up with manual bids. We're getting the exact cost per conversion. I want but then I log into my account when I should be running my business. But I log into my account and I see that we could be getting more conversions at a lower cost per conversion if we what? run this kind of bidding strategy. Just by pushing this button? <laughs> I'm so smart for finding that agency. Those guys were idiots. They didn't push this button. They didn't do this when it says more it says, for less. It says, it says right it. here. It just says push me and it works. 
Well, this is what happens. They're they're mad because they they've done it themselves. They they have a great campaign, and then they fire people who should never be fired. Mm. People who are yeah amazing, amazing Google Ads managers, the best. And then they get fired. No, so then so then they get fired, and then hey, guess what? Karma happens, buddy. Oh, I mean, guess what? You mess up the campaign with with bad changes, and there you are. And so you people ask, what does an agency do after the first month? Well, one of the biggest roles that I do with my job is I prevent people from messing up their campaigns. So that's another scenario where this could happen. And then a final one is one that happens a lot. Google's product changed and you didn't keep up with the changes. And you were running all these phrase match keywords and you don't even know what a phrase match keyword is anymore because it's changed. So that happens as well. The question is, what do you do now? You were getting good results. Stop getting good results. What do you do now? I say, Chris, I say this is a great opportunity to build new campaigns and to start fresh because you have nothing to lose because your current campaigns are not working. So why not build new? Do you have a problem with that or do you like that? I would say because of the type of business owner we're talking about who to make a generality doesn't have a strong connection between what's happening in their Google ads and what's happening in their business, you know, probably doesn't have all of the conversion tracking or maybe no conversion tracking, uh, doesn't understand the type of traffic they're getting, doesn't understand exactly how it's all happening. It's unlikely that a campaign that is so disconnected is going to, to be able to be salvaged. So I would say the amount of effort to try and pull the ship out of the water and restore it is not worth it. And the amount of time it would take to do that rather than just building a new ship. You know, I, I think it I think it makes sense. So I, I do agree. I don't think it's true 100% of the time, but I think most of the time that is true, knowing this type of situation we're in. Oh, I've got plenty of situations where we we go into an advertiser's account and they hire us and they've had good momentum getting some good results, but they want better results or mm-hmm. they want to save time and have someone else manage it. And in those cases, yeah, I don't like to rock the boat and let's keep going with something that's working. Yeah. Uh, but in these cases where it's not working, not only do you have to get over the just it's not working factor and the other thing you have to worry about are like the landmines. How many rules are set up in the campaign that you don't know about? Yeah. How many weird negative keyword lists are added and stuff? So I like starting fresh. Now, when you're going to start fresh in one of these situations, I think a lot of business owners are intimidated on what that means exactly. What? But I think we've broken it down into five simple questions that business owners can ask themselves to launch their and base their new campaigns off of. And so let's start there, Chris. Um, what services do I offer? How how often do you hear someone phrase keyword strategies based on that sentence? No. It's so yeah. non-technical, non-kind no. of Google Ads talk. But yeah, what services do I offer? And Skags, and that will influence your keywords and your ad group structure. So why don't you take people through that process, Chris, and how that question can lead to a very simple process of finding keywords and structuring your ad groups. Yeah. So remind me how we redefine this. Service to keyword ad group. Service to keyword. The new SCAG. The new SCAG. Service to keyword ad group. And what Jason's referring to 
is a very linear process of saying, I offer this, so I need an ad group for this. I offer this, I need an ad group for this. And and these services, I think it's very important to mention that these services are not something that you define as different things. They should be definable as different things by the customer. So if you sell cabinets and you define a you know, a certain type of wood to be a different service than another type of wood, that's not a different service. That client just is going to say, I want new uh, cabinets, you know, uh, in my kitchen. They're not thinking about the wood yet. You know, you've already overstepped what a service to keyword ad group is. It's a definement of the consumer's point of view of what your service is. Another example, you're a plumber. I... Don't think that plumber and emergency plumber is a separate service. I, I don't think that's worth a separate ad group, uh, at least from the beginning when you're, you know, what to do when you're building new. Yeah, at least from the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning. Now, at some point, okay, but from the beginning, I mean, we're talking about trying to build a new boat rather than trying to pull up something that's already destroyed. In a, non, in a non-intimidating way, that's actually going to get some decent results to get you Going back in good momentum. Yeah. Yeah. So start simple. Service to keyword ad group. It's going to keep you honest. You know, it. you should, for most service companies, product companies, e-commerce, you know, unless you have a massive number of SKUs or something, it's only going to be a few ad groups. You should not define it in multiple subcategories. Leave that for the optimization. Leave that for the point when you've already gathered the data and uh, make some decisions there. But when you're starting... Begin there. Begin simple. So the so the ad groups are your services, and then the keywords are the way people search, search for them. Yeah. And how do you figure that out? It can't be that tough if you know your own industry. Go to Google, do a search how you, if you were one of your customers, how you would look for you, and then look at the suggested searches, look at the related searches at the bottom, and throw some of those keywords in there, phrase match, exact match, and have a good time. So number two, what locations do I offer those services in? It's pretty simple. The settings page of a Google Ads campaign, a real campaign, not a smart campaign, but just like a full built-out campaign. It can be a little intimidating to people who are looking at it for the first time. I'm sure if I went to the settings page right now and looked at the tab at the top, like account or ad group settings or whatever, there's probably stuff I haven't seen in months and months and we go, oh, okay, that's in here. So it's a little intimidating. But one of the most important things on your settings page is your location setting. And so, you know, just today, Chris, I was working with a bankruptcy lawyer and I look at their smart campaign locations and this is uh, this is going to be in Oklahoma. And so people who are familiar with Oklahoma geography, and I think most, most of our listeners yeah, are. I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have Oklahoma City, center of the state. You have the Oklahoma City metro area. I don't know. You could call it 30 miles north, south, east, west of the city, maybe 10 miles. But there's like a metro area. And this campaign was running all the way out in the panhandle, like all the way in western Oklahoma because someone put in the the, uh, DMA region Uh, of Oklahoma City, not not just the little area around the metro. So that doesn't make sense if you're an Oklahoma City lawyer. Someone's not going to. You're not going to get a lot of business from, you know, we're talking in some cases hundreds of miles away. So just think very in a common sense way about your 
locations that you run your your services in that you offer them in. Number three, what times should my ad run? How how would you answer that question to a, a business owner? This is this, this is such a simple question, but I really listen whenever clients answer this because it tells me a lot about how they think about their business and how they think about their budget. When clients hoe and hum and and worry and 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 mash their fingers together about whether they should run twenty four seven or only whenever their business is open, it worries me. It worries me because I think these guys are going to be worried if I don't have 400 keywords in their campaign because they're going to think that I don't have every single nook and cranny covered. They're going to think that, you know, there are opportunities just floating on top of the water that they can snatch up. But that's not the case. When you're beginning a campaign, when you're just getting started, start with the most highly probable time when you're going to get a client. I mean, how many times do you pick up your phone at 2 a.m.? because it's ringing and immediately sign a new client or make a new sale. You know, it doesn't happen. Do it during business hours when you're starting off. It's very straightforward. There's not hidden opportunities at at three in the morning. Approach it in the way that you approach any business deal. Get the traffic flowing at your most critical hours and then consider other avenues. Um, it's really, I, I, think it's, I think it's a very simple solution. I think that's a good answer. And it's, it's when are you most likely for service companies to follow up on those leads quickly. And yes, you can argue like, yeah, if something comes in overnight and fills out a form, we'll get back to it first thing in the morning. That's great. But maybe do that once you're trying to look to add budget or, or grow your campaign. So I think business hours is a, is a good kind of standard answer. And then number four, what do I want to tell new customers? Or as little nerds who just do Google Ads all day, they'd say, "Ad copy." Ad copy. But I say, yeah. "What? What do? What do I want to tell new customers?" That's the way I would think about it as a business owner. So, someone does a search for one of your keywords or something that's related, they see your ad there in the search engine, and why would they want to click on your ad? What do you want to convey to them? What can you offer them when it comes to that search that they searched for? That's your ad copy. And you don't need 50 ads per ad group. You may need two, three. Just keep it simple. I don't see anything wrong with that when you start out. Um, and just get some good ad copy going. Talk to your customers and tell them you know, what you offer and, and what's in it for them if they get to the other side and, and go to your website. And so those are pretty simple. What services do I offer? That'll define your keywords and ad, ad group structure. What location do I w- want to run in? What time should my ad runs? What do I want to tell my customer ad copy? That's all very, very simple. There's one more question we have that kind of opens things up into very interesting areas, growth areas of Google ads. And we'll talk about those in a brief second. Reminder to check out Optio. Now's the time. We're taking a quick pause. I want you guys to try it out. Optio.com slash PSP2. Let me tell you about some of the features that Optio has made itself uh, very popular because of. When you log in, when you when you create an account, you, you attach your Google Ads campaigns. And what's great is there's a type of dashboard reporting system that you can see each of them in a type of, uh, each of your accounts in a type of prioritized way. So that you can see what, you know, what's the most important thing to take care of first for this account and this account and this account and this account. And the great thing is 
I'm referring to lots of accounts, and these are for people who manage, you know, multiple accounts, agencies, freelancers, uh, you know, big big campaigns, big accounts, stuff like that. But if you're just a single uh, account manager, I mean, this tool is perfect for that too, because you'll really be able to do a deep dive into what you need for that one account. So it scales with you one account or 500 accounts. Optio is there for you. Try them out. Optio.com slash PSP two. Okay. Thanks, Chris. And we have one more question here. And the way I'm wording that is growth campaign that you ask yourself, do I want to run a growth campaign? And so I would call a normal campaign, everything we just talked about, I would say basically that means phrase and exact keywords, exact phrase and exact match keywords. The reason I hesitate there on the word phrase, Chris, and we'll talk about this in the after show is I'm looking at phrase match differently these days based on the way it's been opened up. And you and I, you know, we're both all about the control. We like to control the situation and control everything when we run a Google ads campaign. And I'm having a little trouble controlling the search terms on some of these phrase match keywords. And then that goes into, well, if I'm bidding a lot, because I think the traffic quality is really high, should I be running these in the main campaign? So that's a different discussion for the after show. And we'll talk about it there. But in general, the way it's been phrasing exact match keywords are pretty good for your straightforward campaign that you're kind of relaunching your account with and getting things back on track. But the fifth question here, do I want to run a growth campaign? And to me, Chris, that means setting up a second campaign, same settings, same schedule, location and all that, maybe even the same kind of ad group structure. But when it comes to the keywords, potentially running pure broad keywords or informational keywords and pure broad, we've talked a lot about and people can listen to those episodes, but basically we probably be looking at low bids because those are going to convert at a lower rate and just see what you can get. But when it comes to informational keywords, here's an example, Chris, a bankruptcy lawyer in their straightforward, let's reboot, save our account campaign. We would have a keyword like bankruptcy lawyers near me, bankruptcy lawyers, Oklahoma city, straightforward. What if someone does a search where they don't include the word attorney or lawyer in the search and they just search chapter seven bankruptcy? To me, that's informational, that's borderline. It might convert, they might end up wanting an attorney or they might not. Because we don't know, we have to control our bids and assume that it's not gonna convert as well. At the same time, the cost per clicks are gonna be lower, it could convert, and the volume's gonna be higher. So it's possibly worth trying. My question to you, rebooting the account, saving the account, get getting up and running again, do you think there's a place for a second growth campaign in this process with the potential for high volume and more conversions and a lower cost per click in this other campaign? Or do you think this is too advanced and too far down the road mm. and a reboot needs to just focus on those phrasing exact straightforward keywords? How do you feel about including a quote unquote growth campaign in a re reboot strategy? I... I actually believe that a growth campaign has a solid place for a client or an account that I feel has a pretty good chance of being very well covered on the budget. So let me say it a different way. Um, we're not, we're not, we're not all from Texas. Can you please describe <laughs> what 
covered by the budget means that that doesn't okay all right so let me say it the other way because i'm not following (laughs) let me say it the other way i feel that google ads if google ads is going to be underfunded by that one main campaign by your service campaign then i don't think a growth campaign has a place so if you if 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 you are running if your if your budget is a thousand a month and you're going to easily be able to spend a thousand dollars a month on quality keywords on your business hours and all that you're saying that's underfunded because the market's bigger than your little budget yes don't worry about the growth campaign right now focus on the straightforward stuff exactly but if there's but if there's covered by covered by the budget (laughs) covered by the budget so if if okay so if if you find that your search there's not a whole lot of search volume and there's not a whole lot of interest in the product. Is it maybe a unique kind of thing, a niche kind of thing? In that case, I do. And you're not spending your budget. And you're not spending your budget, you or you don't budget. even anticipate okay. to spend your budget. That is where I like to do a growth campaign. So the best example I can give every time I get a financial services kind of client, you know, a uh, uh, fee only uh, financial services or investment company kind of thing, there's usually a lot of searches out there. For a growth campaign, but whenever I narrow in and say fee only financial provider or financial, uh, you know, investment company near me, you know, stuff like that, there's not a whole lot of that and they're very expensive. So what I like to do is try a growth campaign with that because I need to kind of sample the market on some of those less, a little bit less qualified, but still can be very, very valuable searches out there. Okay, you come to me as a bankruptcy attorney in a in a top tier city like Oklahoma City, a tier one city. We're high growth, Chris. People are flooding into Oklahoma City. Yeah, tier one. So you come to me with a with a big city like Oklahoma City and um, general kind of common search that search for a lot bankruptcy attorney. Um, I'm going to say like you, Chris. Yeah, run this straightforward campaign. Let's get things back on track track let's dial in on the quality let's show you conversions and leads again and then later on when you want to grow your budget from two thousand a month to six thousand then let's look at a growth campaign but you come to me as an attorney in a tier one city a growth city a top city like oklahoma city and you say well i'm an attorney but it's for this one little utility regulation where if if business owners file the right paperwork based on their utility taxes, we can look at getting them some kind of discount. And it's with this new law that they passed. I'm going to say, okay, yeah, probably no one's searching for that. And we're probably going to struggle to spend a thousand a month. So let's open it up in a growth campaign with informational keywords, with broad keywords, and let's see if we can sift through some gold here and and find or through some dirty water there, and find yeah. some gold find some gold yeah. and see if they can uh see if we can figure out how people are searching for these things. So yeah, I think that answers the question. So the question is a fair question to include. Do I want to run a growth campaign? And when you're rebooting your Google Ads account, once it when it wasn't working and you want to get it working again, it's the answer to that question, it can be yes, it can be no. Either is an acceptable answer. Just know why you're answering the fifth question that way. So, Chris, that's it. I don't think it's that complicated. I think we made it uh, in a nice, simple format for business owners that people who are in this situation, they're going to have five questions to look at when they're building a new campaign or campaigns. And hopefully we, we help some people out. I'm going to help out one more person today. 
and tell Chris never wear that that denim Aww. shirt again. I lo- I've worn this many times, and you've commented about it. What is wrong with this? Okay, we'll f- we'll get okay. down to what's wrong. Okay, there's there's a maybe it's not wrong, and we'll get to the bottom of it right now. There is a feeling in my mind of fakeness of mm. fraudulent <laughs> emotions that you're invoking in me. I don't know if you're real or not. So let me ask you a question <laughs> to justify wearing that shirt. Okay, that bold denim button up. <laughs> Are you wearing denim pants right now? No, no. This pearl snap too. Can you? You can see actually pearl snap. Oh, then we can hear it. Yeah. Well, I see. noticed you have the little see. buttons on the chest can, pockets too. Uh, pop it. Hear that? <laughs> <laughs> One more time, please. One more time. Here, okay, here we go. One more time. It's that pearl snap. You only get. I mean, it's a certain kind of sound. <laughs> All right. So I like the pearl snap. Do you change your own oil? I don't feel that that's... No, Jason. I'm a successful businessman. Fake Texan. Fake, fake Texan. Texan. <laughs> Take the denim off. Oh, come no, on. No, Chris, I'm just kidding. You look good. You look good. As we know, you're down a little bit in the pounds. Let me make one prediction on that or one judgment on that. Okay. You can tell me if I'm accurate. And then we'll move over to the after show where maybe this stuff belongs. But... Chris, last week I correctly surmised that you were down five to six pounds, Mm -hmm. just down a little bit, but down. My observation today, you are not down anything from where you were. You're the exact same from a week ago. The drop has stopped. (laughs) Is that correct? The drop has stopped, but I'm actually up like a pound you're up i didn't want to say it so, but that's what yeah. i thought yeah, i, knew, I thought you were gonna i don't know if you had drank, <laughs> drank a lot of water this morning or something i like had a, a i'll tell you going on in, in, in patreon i'll tell you i'll tell you why i'm up we'll we'll briefly hit that okay. and then we'll go into the there, there's no the need you're a very healthy person you're a very healthy young man there's no need to always look the way you looked last week and be and having dropped six to eight you know but man <laughs> you look trim dropping those six to eight those last six to eight that's your last six to eight no drop (laughs) we'll see no i'm not we'll see okay we'll see all right we'll catch you guys next week